Okay, hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Ealing Independent College's Alumni Chats. I, today I've got a, a superb guest. Um, many fond memories for me in that when I joined the college, uh, this young man was, I, I guess, emerging into uh, a real kind of a, a real go-getter, a real ambitious person who was clearly on the road to something special. And look, he's really gone and done that. And it's it's wonderful to then catch up with him because we, uh, we were just having a chat before we actually started and he was talking about how um, my daughter, who's got chicken pox at the moment, he remembers her being born right when he was leaving college and how time sort of flies in a bizarre way. But there you go. Look, I'm going to let him introduce himself uh, simply by asking the first questions of him. Uh, when were you at the college? Uh, what did you study? And why did you come to the college? So, Mohammed Hamza, Mo, over to you. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you very much for that beautiful introduction. Um, so, I'm uh, I'm Mo. Um, I was at the college from 2013 to I want to say 2017. Um, I did. I joined in year nine, and right at the end of year nine, so I came from Saudi Arabia, and I basically started GCSEs um, probably, yeah, about a year early. And it was, yeah, no, I, it was an incredible move to the college. We looked at a few places, um, a few few other colleges around London and stuff. And Ealing had this like very special energy to it. Um, I think, first of all, there was, there was a lot of staff there that definitely kind of gave a lot of encouragement and said, oh yeah, you're you're the kind of person we want here and I was kind of I didn't understand why but I and I was I was very kind of I, I love the idea of going to school and not wearing a uniform I was like I cannot go to a normal secondary school like having seen how these people kind of just have this relaxed energy around them it's like, yes okay 100% and I like I hadn't even seen it I, I, I was my parents called me over Skype uh, and they were in Ian's office and had me do like a like an entrance exam <laughs> and uh, yeah at the time I was confident that this is what I wanted to do so I, I did I took GCSEs I tried to do them all in one year didn't work out um, so in my second year of GCSEs that's when Alan joined the college uh, and at that point I did all three sciences maths history which is something I never thought I would do um, what else ICT something like that but I, I didn't really focus on doing like a great quantity of GCSEs. I just really wanted to do the ones that I enjoyed. And that's definitely something that, that that's kind of why I joined Ealing. Um, all other schools set like you know, a set number of GCSEs that are required and that kind of thing. I, I had none of that. <laughs> um, at A-levels, I did maths, biology, computing, and well, biology, computing, chemistry. How could I forget? <laughs> yeah, indeed. How could you forget being taught, being tutored by the, the former head who, um, yeah, who, who lived? It was, it, I have very fond memories of him as a teacher. You, know, he, you would bring Yannick up, uh, his great big Siberian Husky, um, to the classes. I think the reason he taught in a classroom, in your classroom, rather than the lab, was because that's why the dog, like, that's how the dog would be allowed in the room. 
very, um, much a, very much a companion for Ian, I do remember, and how I, I also remember just how cut up he was when when Yannick actually passed. It was it was a sad, sad day for the college. I remember. Absolutely, I can't, I can't imagine. Because oh, yeah, obviously, I mean, I, since then I, I've gotten the dog myself, and I, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's the yeah. Well, there you go. See, that's that's influence for you. There you go, Mo. Um, for sure. Yeah, look, you were talking a lot there about flexibility in terms of GCSEs, and I guess that's that's something that I, I think you certainly thrive on, and being able to go your own way and do things how you wanted to do them. Because um, I, I, I certainly remember, um, history-wise, did, did, you did the whole GCSE caution in a year, and you said, certainly coming into it, I remember, look, I'm, I've, I've never studied history before, I have no real background knowledge of it, but... I'll give it a go. And then look, it was clear you had a great deal of natural ability and flair in terms of how you could build an argument. And you just went with it, which is great. Really. You, know, you know, I'd never, never written an essay before. Um, you know, the first one that you'd required me to do as a homework probably. And I would say since then, the creative writing ability and um, just being able to absorb knowledge and form an argument around it it's formed like a great basis of how i've been able to write essays at uni and that kind of thing um so for sure it, it was an invaluable thing and it was also being forced to do something that was sort of out of my comfort zone and being taught by someone you know as talented as you oh I, I didn't revise i didn't revise for my a level for my gcse history exam and i still got an a uh and that's purely because you made i don't know the vietnam war something genuinely interesting enough that it was second nature i do have incredibly fond memories of that class like it was my first year at the college and i, I come from um teaching a, a number of kids who you really had to like drag through the course and then I, I had this wonderful class it was my first class and it was something like i think there was 11 of you or something like that uh certain gcse history and every single kid got an A star or an A in that class. And it was just the most delightful thing. It, it felt really from day one, like we were this kind of united team that was just going to get something done. Because there were a number of people like you, Mo, who were doing it in a year. And we had to keep the pace up and there was no kind of room for slightly slacking off or anything like that. But I also remember um, during those classes, the, the ability to, to slightly diverge off the kind of, well-trodden path of the syllabus that needed to be that way like I remember for instance you or say tree or somebody like that just being able to ask a question that was like yeah not not exactly on the spec but slightly off it was just of their interest and you you'd just be able to discuss it for a good 10-15 minutes and then get back because no one wanted to waste any time which was just great oh yeah for sure I mean I, there was also a whole lot of students who actually studied history at university that were in that class as well mm -hmm. and you know they were greatly passionate they might have been retaking they might have been familiar with the content already and like a lot of people were able to share insight and and then that kind of was just a microcosm of how the whole college runs anyway most people were retaking as of great value to be able to be in classes like I don't know, biology or chemistry or whatever and i'd just look over and be like well, what's this? I'm unfamiliar with this. Oh, this seems hard. And someone goes like, oh, it's not that hard. I've done this before. It, you know, it, g it gives you some confidence and reassurance that, you know, this isn't as, you know, impossible as it seems at first. Mm -hmm. 
No, that, that, that's, a, that's a good shout. And what, one of the magical things I think about the college is, is just how, how, how quickly people who are at such disparate entrance points just seem to converge onto a right, okay, I know what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, I can help you, not a problem. And you can help me in, in the future and all that kind of stuff. And, and like you say, I remember like, um, there've been lo loads of students who, who you certainly crossed paths with, like say Michelle Pavlova, who was like a good few years down the road to you, but she had this kind of wisdom that could be imparted on people your age to make them suddenly mature, like two, three years and the click of a finger. It was like bizarre. You know, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like they're, they're fundamentally the number of, I want to say mature students, but that, that doesn't, that doesn't not give them enough justice. It's not mature in terms of age, it's just mature because they have just the, a huge brain on them. And a few names come to mind, you know, uh, Seb Ross, uh, Michelle Pavlova, Michelle Thompson, um, Tom Harper. Um, you know, the, these, these are the people who come with just a, unbelievable amount of life experience and you know just really fundamentally strong people to be around and and you know not anxious in any way or don't make it you know, seem to be like that at least and they they give you a great deal of wanting to work I don't know mm. I don't know they bring a tremendous work ethic and just the fact that they're doing it intensively for whatever reason um, just encourages you to not waste their time in class and that kind of thing. Uh, and that kind of brings it back to what you said before about, well, we would go on a tangent, yes, and then we'd refocus our energy back to something relevant, try and get through the content, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, I, I, you were there for four years, so this is, this is, I guess, quite a broad question, but, and, and maybe really hard to narrow down, but were there any sort of memorable moments for you that really stuck out? Or was it just this sort of general day-to-day, -day, I felt happy here, I knew there was a culture here that I could really connect with, and so it got the best out of me? You know, I, I changed so much when I was at the college. You know, I, I, the staff changed pretty much every year in a sort of weird way. I mean, sometimes someone would leave, sometimes someone would join and rejoin, that kind of thing. So it all kind of blends together into one, especially because, like you say, I was there for, for four years and a term, so actually five years. Mm. And in, in, in all honesty, I, I would say my last year there was probably my most memorable one. Um, and that's me my most memorable moment actually was the day I walked in uh, to get my A-level results. I was, I was waiting outside in the car park at six in the morning, I think. Wow. Uh, I, I couldn't sleep. Uh, I pretty much camped outside um and uh, yeah no that, that day I walked in Ian handed me the envelope uh and told me I'm, I'm very disappointed he was like who the hell says that to someone on results day <laughs> and um it was it was only because I had chosen not to do one of my maths exams like I'd walked in written my name and left because I, I knew exactly what mark I'd gotten in all the other ones I decided tactically I, I'm not going to do this um so I opened it up it had the results that I wanted and, and that got me into uni uh, but yeah no that that heart just dropped <laughs> yeah classic high high standards of Ian there just, just just coming out at the perhaps at a point that you just really didn't want to hear it at all but yeah there you go um so I, I guess we've, we've kind of discussed um 
how you managed to be a success. And, and I, I think that was, it wasn't just sort of blending into the culture. Because I, I, I have very strong memories of you being, like, you, you talk about the sort of students who were a few years more down the line and, and more mature than you. But I, I actually considered you to be certainly one of the leaders within the college. You did a lot of work with the student council. You you, you had a, a real voice that, that, that other students really listened to. I mean, we could go into one of your memorable speeches, student council-wise, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, if, you'd, if you'd like, I can provide some context. Oh, um, perfectly. Well, that would be wonderful. That. Uh, so I think it was, it was the first year that they'd proposed doing the student council. And um, I, had, I had a few kind of grievances with how, um, you know, the reading room, for instance, didn't have a microwave. And I was, I was really annoyed at the fact that, you know, Every day I'd go out and buy just a stupid amount of food from everywhere. Um, and, and, and I would spend quite a lot of money. And I was just like, I would like to be able to go to a supermarket and bring my own groceries and or whatever. And just like put it in the microwave. I want to spend nothing. Um, and, you know, they, they'd made, you know, these stupid platitudes that I was having none of. So I was like, OK, so the, there's an opportunity to, to get my voice heard and see if this can impact change in some way or another. So I got up on um, in, in one of the meetings, I think it was in the study room, and I pointed towards the blackboard, uh, sorry, the whiteboard, the smart board. <laughs> and I says like, and I'd researched the price of it. It was like around 6,000 pounds or something like that. It's just a stupid amount of money. Um, so I was like, this is just wasteful, like expenditure. I don't remember the exact words that I used. I think it was profligate, I don't remember. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, and my, I got the point across. It was like, this is very, very, very wasteful. Money can be spent in some way that's, you know, it, that adds value to, to, to the student experience. And I think since then, for sure, people have appreciated it in some way or another. Um, I think I got a coffee machine as well because I'm sick of buying coffees. Like, I'm sick of everyone spending so much money on coffees and buying disposable cups and that kind of thing. Um, I think it was before its time a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Look, and 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 I do remember you making a difference, and and, and I spoke to you briefly about how the college has changed under under my leadership, and how students have certainly got more voice. Um, I think if you, if you walked into the reading room now, you'd see a very different reading room. Like um, last year, it, two of the students actually decided that they would paint it themselves in a in a color that was chosen by the student council and things like that. So it's there's a bit more of a student sort of stamp on the college. And I, and I kind of think back to your year group and maybe those who were maybe just before you or just after you. And I, th there's not a sort of regret there, but I, I sort of wish that there had been more of a legacy left by you guys. Like, like j just how it might have kind of shaped the college more and more. I mean, you talk about being a little bit ahead of your time and, and, and I'd agree with that more because you had ideas that would have enhanced the student experience and had they been there three four years before we could have been even further along in that journey but there you go you know you know potentially but i think because uh, uh, for the most part in the sort of earlier years that i was there it was a very academically orientated environment you know we, we're all rushing to get a level exams done gcse exams done and, you know, leaving with qualifications, people who want to add value, making sure that, that value is added um, and that sort of thing. And it, to a certain extent, we didn't really know what we could have. Mm. Like, 
we just we were very pleased with the fact that we had these incredible teachers around us um really incredible teachers uh, it's not an understatement i don't think anyone i know at uni um has had a wealth of well doctors basically teaching them phd's teaching them um I just I don't know what to say. I have a great amount of appreciation for Liz, yeah, you, Ian, yeah, James, James. Stoke, who's still there. Yeah, um, I mean Jeff and Marfs, the, the oh, loads of people who who made who Sophia have made, as well. Yeah, Sophia exactly. Who's a who's a genius in many ways. Um, you've got yeah a, a number of people who who have made a huge difference to lives, and they just this is one of the things I like about college. They just see that as normal day to day teaching. And yeah, like it's it is. Uh, oh, you don't have no idea. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so more, let, let, we let's sort of move on from the college. Then could could you explain what you've done since? Um, you were one of these students who um, I think left the college with the world at your feet. You could have done a lot of things. You had great results, and you had great results in many subjects, which could have taken you in many different directions. So. What direction has it taken you in? Uh, so basically, I think you would have remembered me as uh, as a wannabe medic. Um, I applied for medicine when I was at the college. Uh, it's mainly because my parents were medics and I've been mm. around this sort of environment and able to kind of talk my way through it a little bit. I had this expectation that it would really be that hard. Um, and I applied for it, and, you know, for whatever reason, didn't pan out. And I had to take a gap year um because I didn't have a backup plan and I'd chosen this gap year not to reapply I didn't want to waste any more time I was very much in a rush as you know because I'm a September baby as well um I felt like I was in a rush to you know just get into uni I can't be 20 and not be at uni this is unacceptable for me um so I kind of fell into computer science in a weird way uh, it was mainly because of James really um he taught me how to program very well. And I would say the amount of knowledge that is outside the A-level curriculum um, that he imparted onto us in, in the lessons um, over the course of two years, because I took um, computing a year early. Um, it's an A-level, sorry. Uh, yeah, he gave us a tremendous amount of knowledge that I felt this is you know, a wasted opportunity if I were to study pretty much anything else and I did not know what I wanted to study. Um, so I, I went to Durham University. I just finished my my fourth year, so I um, masters and integrated. I finished an integrated masters course at Durham Uni, um, and it was a very good time. Um, these four years, I would say my first year was an absolute breeze, just because of the amount of knowledge that he'd given us. Um, after that, it was you know it was a real hard grind for three years, and it was, yeah, it was a very I'm very pleased how. It, turned out in the end it was very stressful though no great and so you have obviously found the course quite fulfilling then challenging and yet it's you're at the end of it and you've got a smile on your face which <laughs> tells a lot about uh how you've got on I, I certainly remember like my end of university I was actually quite keen to get it over with I, I remember and sort of just move on with my life it felt like because so, my um, master's degree was four years and so I was in the same place for four years. I made great friends and all that kind of stuff. But I, I really felt like there was light at the end of the tunnel, and it was just that that chapter of my life was closing. Um, 
And so, what next would be my would be my question. Oh, that's a, that's a great question. To be honest, I'm I'm applying for loads of jobs right now. Um, my my specific course is just computer science, and I have a master's in it. But um, you get to pick pretty much any kind of graduate level courses you do in your last year. And um, for me, it was mostly AI, machine learning stuff. Um, I, I wrote my dissertation on like writing, a, sorry, um, creating a, a backgammon AI. Right. Um, I made several of them. And the thing is, uh, Darmini instills like a very research focused course in you. Um, so uh, you leave pretty much a researcher ready to do a PhD if you want to. Uh, I'm not sure that's for me right now. I prefer to get some industry experience. So I'm kind of looking for jobs in any AI application based stuff, um, which kind of relates to financial markets in a weird way, but you know, getting jobs in, in the banking sector and, and fintech is pretty hard. Um, it requires you to do all these crappy aptitude tests, which is what, what put me off medicine in the first place, even though I thought I was a pretty good fit for it. Um, so I would say I'm not great at aptitude tests, you know, short-term battery, stupid tests like that. It's, it's not for me. Um, so I, for that reason, I, I, I'm going into more software engineering stuff, which to be fair, you don't really need a degree for anyway. But I would say if you want to become a software developer, uh, to any student at the college who wants to become a software engineer, for instance, um, going to uni gives you pretty much everything you would learn on your own through YouTube, online, Google, and everything, but also gives you a fallback option, which is become a researcher. And it opens up so many doors in sub-industries and computer science that you wouldn't have access to if you were self-taught. Um, for instance, like, I don't know, if you wanted to become a, a, an AI engineer or you know, any kind of machine learning engineer, you would have to read a ton of academic papers to understand the state-of-the-art techniques. And if you were just to read an article on like some Wikipedia page or whatever, you wouldn't understand enough. You, you really need to be taught by a, a researcher to understand the stuff. Mm, cool. Yeah, and, and I guess then would that mean that you'd be looking to come back to London? Uh, is, is that the sort of future or is it anywhere globally you you go? I'm tremendously flexible about this kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I would say, because I, I went to uni in the Northeast, um, I'm very open to you know, life in Scotland. I've been to Scotland quite a bit. I love Scotland. Um, London is kind of the hub of all of you know, technology in the UK. So for the most part, I'm, I, I don't mind. Yeah, I quite like London, quite like living with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, yeah and I wouldn't even mind living up north in Newcastle, Durham, kind of Leeds, Yorkshire, that kind of thing. No, very it's, flexible. It's good again to, to sort of know that you've got everything open to you. It's excellent. Um, you you kind of mentioned this, I, I guess, a, a little bit right at the start. But what characteristics do you think that the college has really helped you improve? Um, I know getting taught by that sort of level of tutors, um, but what did it sort of bring out in you? And and I know you've also talked about maybe other students bringing out things in you. Wh where do you think you departed the college? I, I keep going on, but, but um, you also talked about like the first year of university being easier because of the college. Um, yeah, if you could sort of just encapsulate what the college gave you, that'd be 
Great. I, I think what the college did was provided like a very collaborative space um, and, you know, just working through collaboration and not collusion is, is something that's very straightforward to do. And it's a curriculum that's set out and we've all got an objective, which is to be examined at the end of the year. And there's obviously no way to cheat at the end of the year. Um, so working throughout the year is pretty much it can be as collaborative as you want it to be. And that's something that I struggled with at uni because I don't know, computer scientists are generally very standoffish people. They, they don't really want to talk about anything. They don't want to tell you, oh, you know, oh, I did this technique. Oh, this will, this will give you good results. Oh, you should try this. They're very kind of closed off, don't want to collaborate in any way, shape or form because it might be seen as collusion. Um, and you know, in a way, it's something that's like the college helped me with, but also hindered me in a weird way, um, just because of how good it was. <laughs> um, and I don't think that's the case for any other degree, really. I think it's just it's unique to computer science. Um, otherwise, I would say well, the thing is with James Thurtle is he will teach you the fundamentals of computer science. Um, and, it, you know, it, yes, and it's, it's not a lie. First year of any computer science degree will be a breeze if he sought you. Um, and I think you've, you've, we had a few computer science graduates from, from the college. I think if you asked any of them, they would all say the same. Right, yeah, no, it's good to know. Um, and being taught by very knowledgeable people and being taught the specific things that you need to know, uh, tick boxes. For instance, like I see maths as a very clear progression. Um, you try something once, doesn't work. I mean, you you're asked to solve this problem and you come up with a solution and Jeff just looks at it and goes like, well, no, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. And you try it again. Um, he goes like, well, again, it's wrong. You give it another go and he's given you pretty much the same question with different numbers and he shows you what you've done wrong. And eventually progression over time is the number of times, uh, sorry, your grade is a function of how many, attempts you've made at this concept and it's very clear to see you try it again you'll get an a you'll get an a star eventually and at uni it's uh it's some people describe it as a, a, a marathon not a sprint i think that's a lie i think it's a marathon of sprints um and for sure that that's something that's instilled at the college because you're there for like me if you're there for so long you've just accepted that one exam is not the be all and end all. You've got way more to go. Mm. And yeah. No, that's really good. And, and I guess that's, that's very good um, advice to current students, really. I, I, I just coining that phrase is, is, is quite wonderful, really, to get them thinking. We've got um, a number of students who, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll hang their hat on the last result that they've got and their, their whole demeanour, their whole kind of mood confidence will rest on that. Oh, my Easter mock was horrendous. Thus, I am a horrendous student. It's not like that at all. Oh. And, and by the way, like mocks are very open to corruption. Like, I don't, I don't know if I've made this <laughs> clear in the past. I'm going to very much admit, I, I found a way to, to, to reach these locked papers on an Excel or something. Um, and I, I would just breeze through any mock because I didn't want to revise for them. I thought it was a waste of time. I was just like, okay, I'll revise at the end of the year. I'll just buy, abide my time. And I would, I would breeze through all of these mocks and it would be a joke. Um, 
for that reason, I would say you should not base any of your self-worth or any of any assessment of you know, how much work you've done or anything like that on results or in any way try and compare your results to other people because fundamentally they're irrelevant. And as long as you see progression in yourself, that's all you need to see pretty much. No, that's 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 a really good way to wrap up, Mo. Um, I I think that message is 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 a great one for students. It, it'll mean that they don't dwell on things that a lot of students dwell on. Sadly, um, that's just how we are. We're still in a results industry, and it's uh it's quite sad that we are. And my hope was that over the last two years, the the centre assessed grades, the teacher assessed grades, might have taken us away from that slightly. No, it's come back with a vengeance this year as soon as exams got mentioned. Oh, we're back to normal. So that's just how it is. Um, but no, I, I think that's great advice for any student is, is the ability to see progress being the number one factor in terms of being a good student. Um, everybody's got an entry point in some way, but the hope is that your exit point is one of you've got better. No. don't get me wrong like I can I can make a million different analogies about this but you know at uni for instance you can work very hard on one module um be like I read these many papers I've read all of these you know uh textbook experts um except sorry and you know really gained the knowledge like a, like a lot of fundamental knowledge around the topic and go into this assessment this um, coursework produce something and get a pass like 40 percent and if you try and say oh well no i can't work in machine learning because i got 40 percent on this module you, you i mean you, you're just holding yourself back for no reason whatsoever you've gained a lot more knowledge that a lot of people don't have and in so far as a levels to a great extent it's very similar you can always try again it's not that big of a deal mm. no I, I think that's great and and, and wonderful advice Look, Mo, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, it's pleasure great is all mine. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's great to catch up with you, not just to sort of get an idea on on your thoughts and feelings, but just to see how you're doing. And look, well done on getting through your degree. And look, I'm, I'm sure it's all went really well. Uh, the job hunt, uh, if you maintain the the mindset you, that you've got, I don't see that being a problem at all. I don't see the, the anything lying in as an obstacle to you getting exactly wherever you want to be oh thank you that's very that's very kind of you mm. cheers well again thank you very much for coming on and uh speak again soon i'm sure thank you, thank you.